Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. Yes, one of the best days of the week. One, because again, for most people who work a Monday through Friday, you come to the point where you have really felt like you have made it. You have done all the things that needed to be done. My very important day of for Friday is because we're here. We have a new episode. I love when new episodes drop. I want to take this time, first of all, to say if this is your first time with Conversations with Toy, I want to thank you for coming into this space. We talk about everything from self-care, mental health, family, relationships. We talk about it all. So I'm glad that you are in this space. I try to make this this space as safe as possible. Again, I will talk about myself because who can talk about me more than me, right? And so the things that a lot of people are not willing to talk about, reveal about themselves, I will do so because I feel that at the end of the day, there we have so many things that we connect with as a people that we don't realize that our lives also mirror other people. And you know what the reality of it is, is that oftentimes we think that our life is just so horrible. The things that we have done, the things we have gotten into are just so bad and that there's no redemptiveness in it at all, but it is. So if you've come to this space, welcome. I hope that this will not be your last time. I do want to say and make a special thank you to everybody who listened to last week's episode. Um, last week's episode, Mean Mothers Breed Mean Mothers might have been extremely difficult for some people. And I should have probably made it like a trigger alert um, somehow for that episode. But I am so grateful for those who turned tuned into it, who listened to it because you guys showed up and showed out. One of the things that I'm always letting people know and reminding people that sometimes you don't always have to have money to support someone when you see them putting out, you know, a podcast episode or a blog or any of those things. One of the things and one of the ways that you can help is to share it, to like it, to subscribe, to uh, leave a good review. Those are beautiful things that are super inexpensive because they're like free 99. And those are the ways that you can share people's art that you can help to get the word out. So I am appreciative of everybody who listened to the episode last week. I'm not going to lie and not say that to, um, last week's episode may have been again triggers for some because when you're talking about how people are raised or how um, their parents may have shaped or shifted how they see the world, it's major. So I don't take it likely that last week's episode might have been an issue for some but I'm super glad you know, sometimes you have to talk to these, have these difficult conversations. You know, we can have conversations about all the great things and all the fun things, but sometimes life isn't always as fun and as great as possible. Sometimes things are messy. Sometimes things aren't, are, are uncomfortable. That's life. And so I really am so glad and grateful that everyone listened to it. And I've been getting a lot of great feedback. I welcome your feedback. It's just, like I said, we grow by the things that we understand, the things that we know, and we can't grow with what we don't deal with. I'm definitely a, a firm believer of that. 
So thank you for listening to last week's episode. Um, as promised, this week's episode is going to be a lot about different memories and Christmas memories, some of my favorite um, things about Christmas, because the reality of it is, is that not everybody celebrates Christmas. So let's be very clear about that. I understand that um, some people don't believe in, you know, they believe in different parts of uh, the elements of Christmas than more than others. I personally just believe you should really, you know, true stand true to what you truly believe in. I personally love Christmas. I think Christmas is one of my most favorite holidays. And we're going to talk about some of the memories, good, bad or indifferent that I've had growing up up until now, because Christmas kind of Christmas changes as you get older. Christmas changes, too, when you have children. Christmas goes through different phases. Like, you know, you grow up when you're a little kid, you know, you're super excited about opening things. And then you get older and you just realize things that might have been going on in the background. And, you know, it may even bring up a sense of appreciation for what your parents could or could not do. Uh, some people grew up with Christmases just were so bad that they just are to- totally shut off to the idea. So, again, I don't make light of that. So let's just talk about a couple of current things that's been going on now. Let's talk about the week because we always talk about the week because we know how tired I've been. <laughs> I say this every time. It's You know, we, I think we're all kind of tired. I know I'm tired of 2020, right? But we're going to talk about all of that. Give a little recap. We'll talk about some of the things in social media as we end the podcast every single time. And let's just get right into it. So this week, again, has been a crazy week. I didn't know that my kids had off of school. So before... You start saying, oh, gosh, what kind of bad mom is she? So normally when I get the kids schedule at the beginning of the school year, I will sit down and I will go through every date that they're off. And I will literally write it down in my book because I am a planner by nature. And I believe in planners. Now, I don't know how strong a planner I believe in with 2020 being the way that it has been. But I will say I've still been using my planner. I have. I've used it. I use it all the time. I'm the type of person that has to write things down before I put it into electronics. So before it even touches my phone, I will sit down and place everything I need to do in my calendar or my planner. And then I will do the whole electronic situation. For me, it's more or less that the electronic becomes more of an alert versus what I rely on. However, I think because the school year, and I won't say the school year was trash, but I will say because my children in particular are at home, I didn't feel the unction of writing things down because I'm like, they're home. And that finally backfired because I didn't know that they were off for school on Monday. But, you know, kids, they know they know when they're off. And so they were, you know, my kids made sure they let me know. And so, I, you know, I made sure to verify. And yeah, they were off. So that kind of threw um, it kind of threw not Monday. I believe it was Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember which day. Nonetheless, it kind of threw my whatever day, which it was, it threw my day off. But we got through it. They enjoyed their day off. It was great. Outside of that, you know, when the new year is now going to be a right around the corner, pretty much. And in preparation for Christmas, it's kind of just been like a push to get all of my deadlines done, you know, get all the sponsor posts done to get all those things done. So that's that's really how my week has been going. And again, I say this every week because I always listen. I'm the most humblest person you can ever meet because I don't take for granted any of the things that I'm that was that are given to me or I feel like I've earned. So I don't take that for granted. So 
on certain days I'm like, oh, my next week is going to be super, you know, relaxed and chill. I'm not going to have any issues. I'm not have much to do, but it never happens that way. By the time Wednesday or Thursday gets gets here, my week for the next week becomes super full. So now the next thing that I need to prepare for is preparing for the kids to be home. So that means for any parent who has to have their kids home. Now, again, my kids are home every day for school, but when they're home and they're off, even virtually and they're off, it now requires my full attention, requires a planned time. It requires more food. They seem to eat a lot more in general because they're home, but now they're home and they're off. It just, like I said, every parent knows school break, Christmas break, spring break, whatever breaks come in. That means you better have a fully stocked refrigerator and cabinets. Now we kind of keep our stuff pretty stacked every single day because they are already working from, you know, they're working from school, from home or whatever. But those days you just have to have extra everything. So that's what I'm going to start the whole process of planning is making sure that we have everything to the tilt of what they may need. Um, so the week has been played, like I said, has been on go and I have been falling asleep at the drop of a dime for the first time in months. I've actually gone to bed this week at nine o'clock one day this week. Let's just be clear. Not every day, one day. So the next day after I woke up, I was thinking, man, I'm going to wake up all this energy. I'm going to feel so super good. And I did, but you know how energy could be real deceiving. I woke up with like all the super energy and then by 12 I felt like that energy like I had somehow crashed now let's be clear I know you were like well you need to take your vitamins you need to be doing this and doing that I'm actually am doing all those things I take vitamins very often every single day and I'm talking about b12s everything so I'm not really sure what's going on other than the fact that I could just be generally tired and sometimes I'd be like well why am I tired I'm working from home every day um, that's not anything different, but, you know, being responsible for the kids, I think really the kids, and I'm not going to blame the kids, but I'm just saying when you have kids at home and you have to give them your attention, try to work from home is, it is quite, um, it is quite a lot. So shout out to all the parents that are working from home that are trying to also either homeschool their kids or they're doing their, their virtual situation with their kids. Again, my kids can see their teacher, the teacher teaches them. I don't have to do as much work. But keeping them focused is, a, you know, that's draining and making sure that they're where they're supposed to be and they got to click out of here to click over somewhere else. So, yeah, it's a lot back and forth, back and forth. So that was the week. We have, what, 10 or so days for shopping for Christmas. I am done for at least the kids. I'm still getting a couple of adults, but I started children. I'm actually officially done. And that makes me so happy. And I haven't sat down, which I plan to go over all of my receipts to see exactly where I am. I do this little mental game where I try to come under a certain amount, whatever I've set for my budget and try to come under. That is the goal. We stick to like four to five things. We don't go over that, um, that number and we don't go over whatever amount I personally set. I do all the shopping and it just works that way. So we shall see. I'm going to see how we're doing so this weekend I'm not sure if you know all the national holidays but this Saturday is national gingerbread house day 
And on Sunday is National Hot Cocoa Day. Today on the blog, if you follow me at www.toytime.org, there is a new blog that's going to drop today, I believe around one o'clock today. And basically, it talks about all the things you need to do to be prepared for um, National Hot Cocoa Day. Again, that is on Sunday. So I linked all the items that I purchased for my hot cocoa bar. We did our last our hot cocoa bar last week in preparation for the blog. And so yeah, you can kind of get everything that you need. Um, most of the items for me personally are going to be from Target. So again, if anybody from Target is listening, trust me, I've said this plenty of times, I'm putting in atmosphere. I would love to do some some work with Target. But Target is just one of my go to's. One of the reasons and again, this is not a paid or sponsored situation. But for me, Target is super convenient. I can either um, I've been limiting going inside. I have not really been inside of a Target in a while, but I can order and have everything delivered to my home. And I can do one of those, you know, pull up, throw things in the trunk and keep it pushing. So Target is very convenient for me. And I love it. I love the way the store is set up. So yeah, that's one of my go to's for when I need something, whether it be household equipment, whatever the case may be. Um, but in spite of all that, I also do in a very big component of shopping small. So when it comes to, you know, things for the kids, if I can get it um, at a small um, local restaurant, I mean, local restaurant for food, but if I can get it at a local business, then I will. I am definitely a bigger push for local um, shopping because again, small businesses, especially restaurants and small business owners are suffering major here in Philadelphia, we really just got word that we will be under, well, not even Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is going to be under even more stricter um, restrictions within the next day or so. So it's going to be super imperative for us to do our part when it comes to restaurants and small business to make sure that we put our dollars behind our own communities. If there is a restaurant in your community that you've never eaten at, if there is a small business that is near you in your community and you have not shopped, I am telling you and adjure you, I am pushing you, I'm requesting that you do your due diligence to shop small. Don't shop small just because it's shop small Saturdays. Don't shop small because, you know, it's a, you know, bigger push. I'm telling you to shop small for every possible thing that you can to, during the holidays and beyond shop small. Let's keep some of these businesses in our neighborhoods. Let's keep some of these restaurants in our neighborhoods. Philadelphia and just in general has already lost quite a few restaurants because of the pandemic for not being able to be open as much, not being able to have indoor eating. Some of them can't afford to put outside eateries. And then as it gets colder and the snow gets on the ground, it becomes harder for patrons to even want to come in. And so, you know, we've been pushing this whole sweater weather wearing your sweaters, wearing your, your jackets and eating outside or grabbing a lot of takeout, making big orders, whatever the case may be. And tip, tip well, if you possibly can tip above what your normal um, tipping is. For me, I've been tipping well over 25% every time I've gone out. And in my mind, if I can go out to eat, then I can go out and make sure that I can afford to tip. Because again, you're, you're tipping for someone who may be taking care of their lights and taking care of their rent or whatever the case may be. So just have a, a sense you, you're talking about giving. That's one way to give, give back to your own communities by keeping the very places open in your communities that truly do matter. So that's my little Ted talk. Make sure that you are shopping small and putting the money back into your community. It would be a waste to try to have different places in your community and just watch them just all go down. 
we can really do our part. Our money talks, money talks all the time. I was raised to understand that from a little girl that he who has the gold makes the rules and whoever has the money can keep everything afloat. So we have that responsibility to keep each other in check and make sure that we're all floating as much as we possibly can, because this pandemic has been doing a number on so many people and between people, you know, unfortunately losing their lives or becoming sick or becoming depressed with all the different things that are surrounding everything around going on right now, we have to do our part to keep each other uplifted um, loved and feel that they're they're cared for that's the biggest thing you know if you talk to your friends make sure you always let them know how much they're cared for how much they're loved even if you feel like they people should just know this isn't the season for just no this is a season for speaking up to let someone know by saying it that you love them that you care about them that you are glad for them to be here you know this would be a shame for people to just sit in their homes and feel lost to feel empty to feel discouraged to feel alone and this is what's happening so I want every last time you talk to one of your friends a family member whoever you make sure that you tell them that you love them you make sure you let them know how much you care about them and make sure you let them know that they are cared for that somebody else is thinking about them it doesn't take a lot of money to say any of those things it doesn't take money to keep somebody uplifted so let's just make sure that we put our mindset with that and I do, I practice what I preach when I talk to my friends, I try to make sure that I let them know that quite often, because again, people need to know that they are supported. So with the holidays coming up, um, like I said, if you listen to my Thanksgiving wrap up, Thanksgiving wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But Christmas is such a sore spot because my husband and I have divided, we've always, we've kept the schedule for years. I mean, God forbid something would happen and we just that would just be our schedule. But Thanksgiving has always been with his family and Christmas has always been with mine. And at years before, we used to say, you know, what about rotating the holidays and things like that? We just kept it the way we wanted to keep it. Um, we've had influence from both sides of the family about what we should or should not do. But we are a firm believer of doing what's best for us and what's best for our family and so some sometimes that people says it sounds selfish for us to just keep our schedule the way that it is however when you know that something is working for your family um, you learn to step away from everybody else's voice and tend to your own and so yeah that's what's worked so Christmas this year is going to you normally would be with my family this year we will be staying at home this year we'll be doing some form of zoom facetime something along those lines so that we can all kind of open gifts together via whatever mechanism that we choose. I'm still working that out. I think I'm going to be the one that sets that up. So I probably will do Zoom because I think Zoom is pretty easy. Um, I believe we can do it for Zoom from our from our TV. We'll see our computer and just like put it to the TV. We'll figure all that out. But um, with that in mind, I've had to mail my nieces um, and family members their gifts and when I took the stuff to the post office, it kind of hit me like, oh my gosh, like I am not going to see my nieces say, um, hey, AT, they call me AT, which is Aunt Toy. Um, you know, thank you for my gifts or I really like them or anything like that. So although I will hear that, hear it, I always hear that normally in person and you give them, they give the best hugs and everybody's laughing. The family is having a great time. You know, the laughter of Christmas is really what I'm going to miss. And so it's really been hard. Like when I mailed their gifts, I was in the post office and I was just sitting there saying to myself, I'm really mailing gifts off to my nieces that I normally would not have to mail off. 
with us being two years apart, I mean, two hours apart, two years apart, two hours apart in, in driving distance, about an hour and a half to two hours, two hours away. I don't miss holidays with them. I don't miss um, birthdays. I don't miss things like that because I'm always there. However, what I am trying to tell myself, and I'm getting a little emotional even thinking about it now, is that I rather miss this Christmas so that we can always have all the other Christmas together because God forbid something happened to them. God forbid something happened to them, my family. And it'd be because we met up together with the way that these numbers are going. I would feel bad if something were to happen. I would think they would feel bad if something were to happen to me. Like I just want everybody to keep safe and everybody to be back here for the next season. And so I'm trying to do, we're trying to do our part. We could easily just get together and just be like, you know, let's get tested right before or um, not even worry about testing and just get together. But I just want to make sure that we do our best to protect everybody. The holidays numbers have gone up. Well, the numbers have gone up around the holidays um, with Thanksgiving. And that's why Pennsylvania, first it was just Philadelphia. Now Pennsylvania is in the shape that we're in. And I unfortunately believe that once Christmas comes and New Year's comes, that people are going to have private events and that may mean that the numbers are going to go up even more. I just don't see this getting any better right away. I don't think this is going to get better right away. So um, I know that there, it will eventually level out. But for now, my family is going to be within the, those who live in my house will be together. And that's all that will be in our house. And that's what we have decided um, because that's what makes more sense for us. Limiting the time that we're out with other people. Um limiting the time that we're around other people because again I would hate to be the one that's the person that could be you know asymptomatic and then get somebody else sick so now we have to rely on making the memories different and memories are what we kind of we kind of forges who we are um, some of my favorite favorite holidays let's talk about as a kid so when I was a kid I wanted this baby doll named Mad. it was a magic nursery baby now, I'm an 80s baby, born in 81, and this is the Magic Nursery Dolls, I believe, came out in the 90s. I want to say the 90s because my brother was born, so it might have been like late 80s, early 90s. And so the Magic Nursery baby would be that this plastic paper, it was like a special type of paper you would take and you would put it in some water, and that would reveal whether or not your baby was a boy or a girl. It would reveal the name. It was like the major craze. And I wanted this magic nursery baby. And that year we got the, my sister, I'm a twin. So my twin and I got a magic nursery baby. And my parents also got us the Sega Genesis game. So you really couldn't tell me nothing. So I really, I don't even think I asked for the Sega Genesis game. I honestly think it was more my dad wanted the game and we just kind of benefited from it. But I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. Or maybe I asked for it, but wasn't expecting it. But I really asked for that Magic Nursery baby doll. So that was one of those gifts that you kind of was just like, for me, I was just like, yes, I, I wanted this doll. I got it. And so that's that Christmas was great. One of the things that I still do to this day. So when we were growing up, my dad, uh, my parents, we did the whole Santa Claus thing. And so my dad, I remember the one year we discovered my sister and I discovered that the Christmas gifts were in like this shed. We never opened up the shed. So we never opened it up to go into it one because they locked it. So they were smart. Um, cause I probably would have done it 
I just didn't get a chance to do it, but we knew where the gifts were. So we were, you know, we went to bed seven, eight o'clock to get ready for, you know, Santa to come. And we would always hear my dad open the, the shed and then he did his big ho, ho, ho. You know, he was acting like he was Santa. I remember that. And that was like a memory that I really hold on to. But every Christmas morning, my dad used to have, he would get these like a fake um, fireplace. It was like a, almost like a plat, like a cardboard fireplace that he would put up. So I don't know if he bought one every year or if he just had the same one, he just kept putting it up, but he would put it up and it was sturdy enough to hold a couple of things. Like you couldn't put a whole lot on there, but he would have cinnamon rolls and fresh fruit and he would put that on to the fireplace. So as I got older and of course started my own family I didn't do the fireplace but I always make sure to incorporate cinnamon rolls I don't know if the smell of the cinnamon rolls was just like something that just was like familiar to me I don't know if the smells of the cinnamon rolls became I don't know but I know I cannot I tell you I have not had a Christmas where I started Christmas out without the smell of cinnamon rolls so Every year I have to have cinnamon rolls. It doesn't matter. Like I usually make a big breakfast with it, but I have to have cinnamon rolls. It doesn't matter if, if, if I'm the only one that eats it, even though it's not most of the time are not vegan. I don't even care. Like that's just the one thing I'm going to have. It does not matter. I have to have cinnamon rolls. So um, this year I made sure that on my Christmas list was cinnamon rolls. And it's not even that I'm trying to make the tradition for my kids to live through. It's not like I want them to like hold on to the same value of that memory. But for me, it's a point for me to hold on to that because of my parents doing that for my parents setting that up. So I have to have cinnamon rolls and that's what I'm going to have this year. And I think it's going to mean even more because I know that I can't and I'm trying to get myself together. I won't be able to hug my parents or hug my sister, my brother, my sister. I will be able to because she lives with me. But my brother, I won't. My sister in love, I won't. Um, my nieces, I will not. And so, yeah, it's a little hard. But cinnamon rolls, we will be stacked up to the tilt. Like if I got to have a couple of containers of it, we're going to have cinnamon rolls. I'm going to have that smell in the house. That's going to make me feel like I'm closer to everybody that's home. And by home, I mean my childhood home. Um, so yeah, cinnamon rolls is a must for me every Christmas and fruit, fruit and cinnamon rolls. We will have that incorporated with our, our breakfasts and that's what we're going to do. Um, when I became a parent, you know, when you become a parent, you see Christmas, you see holidays through your children. And for me, it's been a very imperative that I do everything that I can to have certain traditions started for instance making cookies together um has always been a tradition that we continue the hot cocoa bar it's not just because of a national holiday but for me um going out of my way to make sure that the hot cocoa bar is like elaborate like we're not just having little packets of hot cocoa when we just chilling like i'm making the hot chocolate we are making desserts and things to go with it like I make it a whole production we sit and we watch Christmas movies it becomes a production but it's a memory so once my kids got older I always wondered like if they were even picking up on it 
And the biggest reward for that was when my kids would say, Mom, it's December, so when are we going to do the gingerbread house? And when are we going to do our hot cocoa bar? And when are we going to do certain aspects of the holidays? So it let me know, know that the traditions that we have started with our kids, they are getting it. Then they understand it. And so we're going to be incorporating all those things. Like I said, we just did the hot cocoa bar last week. And then this weekend, we're going to be doing our gingerbread house. Now, this year, I usually get them a gingerbread house. I have yet to make one of my own. I have yet to decorate one of my own because nine times out of 10, because my kids were so small, I spent most of my time making sure that their gingerbread houses were put together and that everything stood for them. So I, this is the first year that I can actually do one with them. And I'm choosing to do one with them because I was reading an article about how moms always are the ones taking the pictures, but they're never in the pictures. And how when your kids grow under older, they're going to look back at certain memories and they're going to remember you and everything that you've done. But they're going to be like, I wish I had my mom in that picture. I wish I could have seen her with us in that picture. So that's that article. And I don't remember when I read that. I don't think I read that a couple of years ago. So I couldn't tell you where the article was. But when I read the article, it made sense. When I was growing up, my mom always took the pictures. She never wanted to really necessarily be in the pictures. And so now I'm like, okay, let me be very conscious of the fact that I want myself to be in the pictures. So my kids will go back and have that memory saying, okay, this is what mom was doing with us for whatever the activity may have been. So I'm very cognizant of it. I'm always making sure that I have at least one or two pictures with me in them with them so that they have that to look back at. So I'm going to be making a gingerbread house with them, not just providing all the stuff for them, um, not just overseeing and making sure that their stuff is together, but also doing the due diligence and the work to actually make sure that I am also in the picture and that I am also present and doing it with them. So now it becomes an activity that we are all doing together versus me being the spectator of it or more the referee. Because, you know, if you have kids in the gingerbread um, houses and the candy, it becomes a fight. So my biggest way to get around that is to take um, cupcake holders and putting the candies in the cupcake holders and setting them up before they get to the table and not waiting for them to then divide it amongst themselves. So I take the cupcake holders and I put the candy into it and then I set it at their spots. That way, everybody, one, gets the same equal amount of candy so that there is no fighting. And then it takes away from me having to spend the night of yelling or saying, don't do that or refereeing things. So that's just a little bit of a mom tip for me, for anybody who is doing um, gingerbread houses this weekend or whenever you choose to do them. That is the way that it works. That's just a suggestion. It works for us. So that's what I'll be doing. And so, yeah, I'm going to be making it with them because I want to be in their pictures and I want to remember doing that with them. That is how you create a memory. There are things that I do all year round that are very specific to our family. They are very specific to the things that I have tried to establish and really to establish a, to establish a memory to continue to be consistent. If I do a certain thing for their birthdays, I do it every year. If I do something for like Halloween, I'm doing it every year. If I'm doing certain things for whatever the occasion is, because I don't do it just for the bigger holidays. I do it for all the little small holidays as well. Being consistent is key. And I want my kids to 
not only think that they've I don't I don't really care if they think that they've gotten everything that they've wanted because that's not normal I mean there's things that I've wanted as a kid and never received it however when it comes to making memories and the smiles that they should remember and the things that we did I want them to remember and have peace about whatever it is that, that we have done as a family unit so being consistent um helps in a major way for them because they only can remember if you're consistently doing it if you're doing it all the time if it becomes you know they can put that that time to what you've done so that's how I keep the memories of my kids because again when you have family when you have kids you have a tendency to put them above anything else so the way that they look, they look at life is now how I see it. I see it through their eyes. I know I used to say how cliche that sounds, but it's actually 1000% true. You're going to see everything through them. They make and break how you spend the holidays. Like even if I did was feeling like the worst, like even though I feel very emotional thinking about my family, I still have to be who I need to be to my family and my home. So I can't let the emotions that I'm feeling about missing my extended family venture over to this house so I have to make sure that this house stays okay because remember women keep the temple so if I wake up and I'm in a bad attitude that can make or break a whole home if I wake up and I'm waking up with ungratefulness in my heart that literally can make or break my home because now everybody else is feeling that same same push and that same negativity so I'm very careful to notice that I am the temple of the house and I'm responsible for that and so I do my my best to look out for my family, but most importantly, look out for myself. Because let's say I was in the best of spirits and one of my kids were out of out of whack and it has happened. It happens all the time. I can't change, allow myself to change because they're doing what they're doing. Just like I would hope that if I woke up and I wasn't in my best, the best way, because it happens as well, that my kids are learning that they have to be responsible for themselves. Because see, that's the type of conversation that we're having in our house. We're telling them, yes, you know, we're going to do everything in our power to do the things that we're supposed to do. But let's say we're not. You're still responsible for yourself. You're responsible for making good decisions, not based upon whether or not everything that I do is going to be 100 percent on the up and up. Because that's reality. That's that's called personal. That's called personal responsibility. So the way to teach personal responsibility is always talk about it. Always show them what personal responsibility looks like taking part of personal responsibility for the things that I say or things that I do apologizing when when necessary so that's the type of stuff that we talk about in our house I don't think that my kids are young too young to understand that and if you teach it at a young age I feel like they grow into that Christmas um Christmas does make me feel about makes me remember you know people that are not here with us um a couple of weekends ago, I was making breakfast for my family and I started remembering my great grandfather. You know, a lot of people can't say that they grew up having a relationship with their great grandparents, but I did. My great grandmother died. I believe she was almost or she might have just turned 95. My great grandfather, I can't tell you how old he was when he passed away because he passed away when I was in a junior high school. But my parents, when I was younger, used to love me to go and spend, you know, summer time with them. And having to, first of all, be in their garden where they had a huge, they have a lot of land down in South Carolina. They have a lot of land. And I learned um, how to be in a garden. Now, listen, let's be clear. I cannot grow nothing now. But when I used to be up underneath them, I used to remember 
how it was to, you know, till the land and take care of things. Um, so I learned so much from them. But the other day, I was in my kitchen, I was making breakfast. And I just remember because my great grandfather passed around Christmas time. And the way that I remember is that um, for anybody that's passed for some reason, and I don't know if it's because my mother was a choir director. Um, I play like almost like a song association. So there's a song that I almost attach to almost everybody. Unfortunately, when they pass, because it's almost a way for me to keep their memory. It's easier for me to keep their memory alive by remembering them through song. I've done this for quite some time. I'm not sure why. It's just something that I naturally do. And so I was in the kitchen. I was making breakfast and then a song um, came on. And it was a Christmas song and it made me remember my great grandfather. So I'm in the kitchen and I'm crying and I'm baking breakfast. And as sad as I was, because again, his, he passed away during Christmas time. It made me remember him and, and, and have, it gave me peace. Once I got the crying over and got cleaned up and everything else, it just gave me peace because not a lot of people can say that they had their great grandparents with them. So I was grateful for that memory of remembering even though it was a, a sad time, just remembering the good that he brought into my life and remembering like my great grandfather was like seven feet something. He was the one of the tallest men I had ever, ever encountered. He's super skinny and so wise. Like my great grandfather was super wise, super smart. And I don't know if he ever graduated from high school or not, but this he just was embodied everything that a husband was supposed to be. Um, everything that love was supposed to look like. That's what I remember from him. And so it made me my heart really glad that I'm not losing the memory of him. Or like my great grandmother, like I said, she passed when she was almost 95. My children were was able to meet her. So that makes her, you know, them that she's their great, great grandmother. A lot of kids can't say that they know that. And my great grandmother, their great, great grandmother, you know, she just always embodied and loved like, you know, when you would feel her hands and her heart and her hugs were always warm and always loving her voice, always loving, always encouraging. She prayed for you right up there on the spot. It wasn't one of, you know, like people say, oh, keep me in your prayer. She wasn't one of those people you can keep you in your prayer. If you said you need a prayer, that means she stopped right where she was at and prayed right for you. And so they're not here. They're not here. Um, my mother-in-law, she's not here. These are sore spots that you feel around the holidays. Like when Christmas music comes on, I have to catch myself because, again, just the sense of Christmas music is very warm and it brings on that warm feeling. But sometimes it can make me go back and remember, like, what would Christmas look like if my mother-in-law was here? What Christmas look like if I was able to call my great grandparents or whatever the case may be? So to stop myself from becoming so overwhelmed, I just always think about I allow myself to feel whatever I choose to feel, whether that's crying, which is mostly my go to is to cry. But once the crying is over and I've dried my tears, I try to remember the good that has come from that those relationships. And so that's what I know. There's so many people that are going to be feeling that pinch because they're everybody is experiencing some sort of loss right now. And if you're losing, if you feel like you've lost a loved one whether it was from COVID or not, because it don't always have to be COVID related. And you're feeling pain because again, this is one of the saddest times of year, Christmas and Mother's Day. It's just one of those year times of the year where people are the most sad, even though they're supposed to be the most joyful. 
And so if you're feeling that, just allow yourself to be in that moment and allow yourself to cry or allow yourself to get angry, allow yourself to be upset. Because, you know, sometimes death can bring those feelings. You can feel really upset, resentful, hurt, angry, whatever the case may be. Allow those feelings to come out. Like allow yourself to, to feel that and then decide what are you what's your next step for me my next step is always to think about the positive about what the relationship brought to me I didn't have the best best relationship with my mother-in-law but I can remember the fact that of um of the year before she passed um I'm always a big person of the um Christmas hot like Christmas pajamas so most of the time um our holiday card usually consists of Christmas pajamas it's just one of those things one of those memories that I love and those I'm very consistent with it and so the year before she passed um I didn't think she was going to do it but I bought her um a pair of pajamas and they all we all matched together and she actually wore them so every time I look back at her picture with her in that again pictures matter when I look back at the picture, it's one of those things where I know that she did a lot of things for a lot of people. She did things for my children. I could never thank her enough. But that's the one thing, not maybe the only thing, but just one of those things that it was specifically just for me that she wore that because I requested it. So again, this is exactly why memories around Christmas and think about those things, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're happy, whether they're sad, it's what makes us. And so I wanted to just talk about that this episode, because I know that there's so many people who are going to be missing what they used to have for the holidays. They're not used to not being with their family. I'm not used to it. I'm doing everything that I can to prepare for Christmas and prepare for how I possibly may feel. Those are very real, very real, tangible feelings. However, having those memories are super important, super important to hold on to. Because now that my great grandparents are not here, now that my mother-in-law is not here, now that my aunt Tini is not here and certain uncles are not here and certain family members are just not here, it's wonderful to hold on to those feelings and remember them and remember the way somebody made a certain meal to remember the way that that certain person used to talk or laugh they're important to hold on to because that means that you're carrying them with you so if you're feeling that and you're feeling that pinch and even if you're hearing this and it's like making you feel a certain way like you feel a certain way about that you may even feel a little bit of sadness come on you I can't take that from you because I feel it. However, remember the good that has come from the people that we have not, that we're not able to hug right now. Remember the good that they, that their memory evokes and how that makes you feel and allow that feeling to happen and then decide what your next step is going to be. Because anger can happen and sadness can happen but love can also follow that and peace can also follow that and joy of knowing them and realizing that they came into your life for however long you had them because it was meant to be they left a mark in your life they left a mark in your heart so remember that moment remember those people remember the memories and the loved ones that you have and then take the joy that you are going to want to walk in 
the love that you're going to want to walk in and say to yourself, now, how can you be that same love to somebody else? Because we forget that part, right? We remember the love that somebody drops out on us. But let's not forget to be that to somebody else. If somebody is talking to me, even if it's, you know, I, if you follow me on social media, I'm always on stories. I'm always on Instagram. But if somebody is a confiding, I've had people send messages to me through Instagram. I would hate for them to say, you know, I don't know why she's posting all this stuff. When I was talking to her, she treated me like trash. I'm not saying that your your interaction with me is going to be 100% great because I am human. But for the most part, I strive. I strive with everything in me to make sure that I am giving people the same type of whatever it may be that I would want from for, to receive from someone else. So whatever interaction that I'm giving other people is because I want them to be able to say, you know, when you're talking to her, you know, she's pretty much the same offline and online one. And then number two, she's never been unkind or said anything nasty to me or anything like that. It's my number one thing, because I believe we forget so many times how people really are and how we're all dealing with something. And we forget that. And so for me, I feel like we just have to do our part to be better humans, to be honest with you. It's nothing that I'm doing because I'm surprised to be one, but I, I want to be a better human so that somebody's interaction can be okay with me and somebody can look at it and say, that girl, that girl did what she had to do. She was cool. You know, I never had any problems with her. Not to say that everybody's going to like me. There's a difference between wanting everyone to like me or wanting to be to be what I would want to receive to other people. Some people are not going to like me just simply because the sun came up the wrong east side way. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing I can do about that. I would love for everybody to like me. I pretty think much think I'm pretty much okay. However, we all know people are not going to like everybody for every little thing. There's going to be somebody that's going to have a dislike of me because I wore gray socks on a rainy day when I should have wore purple. Whatever the case may be, I didn't put my hair to the swoop, didn't swoop to the side. People think that, oh, she's being mean. Hey, whatever the case may be. However, I'm always going to put out in the atmosphere what I would want to receive from someone else. And that's kindness. That's being loyal. If you're my friend, that's also making sure that I'm checking in on you and doing people doing the same with me. It's all those things. So just remember that as much as you're absorbing some other people, make sure that you're putting back into the atmosphere what you want to receive. I'm 100% believe that the things that I have received or receiving in life now is because of the choices and the changes that I've made in these last few years to be a better human. Not a better person, not a better influencer, because I'm trying to get, you know, more deals and get more contracts, which we all are, but being a better human, period. Like a human, a better human. So I don't want to be a trash human. I don't want to be a filtered human. Human. I want to be the best person that I can be to the people who come and encounter with me. So make sure you think about that when you're interacting with other people so I wanted to end the podcast by talking about a couple things in social media but I'm going to talk about one story and one story in particular I had the opportunity to listen to the red table talk with Olivia don't get me quoting on her last name because I just can't remember offhand Uh, I'm going to look that up in one second but um, listening to the red table talk we're talking about, um, if you ever heard of the Red Table Talk, 
we're talking about um, Jada Pickett Smith and her mother, Adrian Banfield Norris. And of course, Miss Whip My Hair back and forth, their daughter, um, Will Smith's daughter. And um, listen to them this week as they were discussing um, Olivia genially i'm not gonna say that child's name olivia jade i'm not gonna say her name correctly but her parents lurie lachlan and um masamino or not gonna say his name correctly either but the story of the young lady whose parents who basically paid their way for her to get into the college and then she gets in there talking about she's like a, a rose student and she don't even she don't even ride she don't even do what she says she's doing so basically they paid for her to get into the college and their her parents are currently incarcerated. First of all, slap on the wrist because again, when you have influence and you have money, let me tell you something: you can commit murder in broad daylight, have everybody watch you, and still get off. Because when you have a good lawyer, you have money behind you, you can pay your way for all kinds of things. So to me, I don't really see how um, Full House uh, star Lori Lachlan has even learned anything. But that's. I can't say what she hasn't learned because again, we all have have our faults at the end of the day. Um, her, she's hopefully has learned something and we won't know time will tell, but, um, she's got sent us what a couple months, like five months or something. I think, I think, and I want to quote, I believe she should be out relatively soon. If not within the next month or so, you know how that works. They go in there for five months. They only got to serve a few months and they come out. And um, the father, I believe, either is about to start or has already started his sentence. So, um, you know, and their daughter was just basically saying that, you know, she just didn't understand. And again, she's privileged to not understand that if you're paying for your kids to be whatever school, it's not just that you're paying for them to be at the school as if you're paying the tuition bill. But if you're paying for their affluence to be at a certain school, you know, that already reeks of an, of of influence. Now you can say that your parents worked hard, they have the money, they've done all that they can, they want what's best for their child, but the way that you go about it does matter. There's been plenty of women to this day who have done the same thing, who have sent their kids to a different school using somebody else's address just to get their kids into a better school because the school in their neighborhood probably was, you know, violent, didn't have what they needed, probably was a poor education there and have serving or serving life I mean, not life sentences, but, you know, they're in there for years versus the few months that um, Lori Lachlan got and her husband. So um, I say all of that to say that at the end of the day, sometimes um, this privilege, this privilege that's there, it's not afforded to everybody. So I try to listen to her with open um, Olivia, their daughter, to with open open heart, open mindset, because again, at the end of the day, her parents made a decision Like they played a part into it and she's not a baby. So she has her part, but her parents at the end of the day made the ultimate decision with their money and with their influence to make the decision for what they wanted to do. So again, everybody has their own responsibility, but I was so glad that Jada Pickett Smith's mother did not just agree with her daughter because Jada was like, listen, you know, we're here's redemption is this and that. And I believe in all those things too. But on the flip of that, um, Jada's mom was, was just like, listen, you know that black women and black people in general are going through what they're going through. And for your family to use their influence, you know how wrong it was. And I'm glad that she spoke up because, you know, sometimes you can agree with somebody 
and still respect respect them right so mother and daughter were able to disagree and come to the table with their disagreements and still be professional one number two they brought that disagreement to the table and Jada Pickett's mom you know got on her got on Olivia like listen let's call a spade a spade so I respected that because sometimes you know Hollywood would be like oh well don't say that you know you just have to let's come to an agreement before we go on the stage to have like you know what I mean like they didn't do that so I definitely was in agreement with that because listen I'm all for your kids getting the best education that they get. I hope my kids get whatever best education I can provide. My husband and I work pretty hard for them to be at private school. And reality of it is, I'm not saying that it is what it is, but I live in Philadelphia. And so, you know, not all the schools are what they're supposed to be. The school district of Philadelphia is not doing what they need to do, period. I don't care how somebody wants to slice it they're not doing what they need to be doing they're not servicing their children the way they need to be servicing our children and so yeah we make sure that our kids are in private school but we also don't we don't have the the biggest money and influence like um Lori Lachlan does we don't have thousands of millions of dollars to throw at a school and say take our kids and do whatever with them we don't that's just not what we have we have the ability to work hard to pay that tuition bill every month that's basically what it boils down to and be consistent because I'm not I mean, I grew up and seen people put their kids in private school and then they in school for four months and then you got to pull them out because you're not paying for it. Things happen. Life happens. Um, we treat their their education as just as important as the as the mortgage. We treat them as just as important as the car note. And that's what you're supposed to do, in my opinion. So not necessarily put them in private school, but if you're going to put them in private school, um, make the sacrifices necessary. I mean, there's been times where my husband and I has had to make some huge sacrifices, but we want them into the school that they're in. But again, we're talking about two college um, graduates who work hard. We're not talking about somebody who has a fashion line that's bringing in millions of dollars a, a year. We're talking about two hardworking parents that just are working their butts off to make sure their kids have what they have. That's not to me the same thing, that same privilege that Olivia, um, Lori Lachlan's, um, and her husband had, that's not the same thing. I'm not saying that they didn't work hard to get what they had because that would be a lie. I am saying that they have way more of influence and they're able to use their money, whether it be thousands of hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to basically wiggle the way in. And for what I just never understood, they had money. I, they could have just paid the tuition and kept it pushing. Those kids could have went to any school that they want to, but again, when you have it, you flaunt it, you you move differently than us regular, you know, um, middle class people that work hard. Just you you move differently. You know, maybe it's just something I don't understand because I don't have the, the fortitude to be rich as of right now. Um, however, I do hope that as I become a little bit more, get a couple more coins behind my name, that I would do the right thing when it comes to um, showing my kids integrity. For instance, I talk about my blog with my kids all the time. And I don't want my kids to think that because they see the benefits of packages coming from PRs and they see all those things. There was plenty of times when I didn't see nothing. My mailbox was dry. I didn't have things coming. I didn't have no even know what I didn't have any PRs that I even can say I knew. Um, There was times when I would just blog because and be consistent just because that's what I needed to do. There was times when I would still do blog at night two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning. I'm still pushing away, taking pictures and doing what I need to do. But again, I didn't have it like I have it now and I'm don't not going to have it I'm going to have it way better as the years go go on but it's consistency I don't want my kids to get into this habit to think that things just drop off um 
I used to be the one that would just be like, how are they doing that? How are they getting certain, certain things? How are they doing that? Who do they know? Not realizing that just being consistent was the way for me to go. And it may have been some, a little, a little slower and how things came in, but I'm just of the beliefs. It's like when you drop a lot of weight fast, sometimes you don't always keep it off, but if you drop it off consistently and slowly at a pace, it's more guaranteed to stay off. That's me. I'm the consistent one that's like, hey, I'm not having a whole bunch of PR boxes just being thrown my way, especially in the beginning. But now I'm guaranteed to get a PR box at least four or five times a week now. And that's because I worked hard. It wasn't because anything else, just being consistent. So like I said, maybe one day I'll have I'll be able to have the surface of touching that lifestyle. But even in that lifestyle, I want to always walk in some form of integrity and some form of care because my children are watching everything that I say and do. And I would hate for me to put the wrong example that you can wiggle your way around and throw your money around because, I mean, people do it all the time. But that doesn't always make it OK. Just because you can don't mean you should. So we talked about a couple of memories, you know, the whole cinnamon roll. Listen. I'm having those Christmas day um, talked about some of my favorite toys as far as the magic nursery baby doll I had to have that thank God my parents were able to give that to me I'll always remember that um, my kids they are very content and whatever they received I have some of the most best kids in the world and I'm not just saying that because I'm their mother but reality of it is my kids are very humble they can ask me for the littlest of things and we will just be like let's do what we can they are really laid back, humble, little store children. Um, not to say that they're perfect because they, they do things that like most kids do that irks the parents nerves. That's every kid. But genuinely, they are the, some of the sweetest kids, the most smartest kids, the most humblest of kids that I could ever ask for. So I'm grateful. My husband and I are grateful to be their parents. They were grateful for God choosing us to be their parents, I should say. Um, so I'm wishing everybody as we go into these next couple of weeks with the holiday season that one, you take it easy. Don't overbuy just because of the guilt of not being able to do or go anywhere. Like, you know, I feel like we've been kind of quarantined for the last almost a year, almost soon. And my family has been really, really strict on what we've been doing. And, um, I don't want to feel like I want to overbuy them just because of the year that we've had. I just don't think that's the best way to go. Again, we're going to keep it the same formula that we've had because that's what works. Um, as far as making sure that we keep our spending down, because again, you want to be prepared for anything that may come and you don't want to spend all your money for one holiday. And then by January the 4th, your lights are cut off. You know, I've seen that happen. I have actually seen that happen. Not with me, not with me personally, but I've seen where parents have spent all this money for the holidays. And then the next week, the electric is getting cut off because they put more emphasis on, you know, balling for kids. Listen, parenting is hard and trying to balance and trying to get it all together and pay for every little thing. Listen, I, I, my parents, listen, I get it. We got three kids and life is hard you're trying to balance it all and I'm not saying that there hasn't been times when things have been tight but one thing I honor myself and my husband for having that understanding that you know you can't ball out and not be able to pay the bills like I don't want to look after the 26 and be broke you know what I'm saying like I want money in my account sitting there waiting just for me to just do what I need to do with it instead of feeling like I'm broke and I'm watching them play with toys but at least they're happy like I don't that don't need that type of life because Everybody needs to be a little bit more content and be a little bit better stewards of our money. So I honor the system that we have put in place to be a little bit more frugal 
and to not spend and not overspend to set that budget and be very strict with it. So if you're in the, in the these last couple of weeks trying to figure out what more you can buy and you're doing it because of a place of feeling guilty because of the way the holidays is going, um, here's your little reminder that no, that is not what you want to do. Just keep it simple. Do what you have to do. Make sure you still have money in your account come 26th of December. Make sure that your bills are taken care of because there's one thing to be able to play a video game. There's another thing to be able to not play that video game because you don't have the electricity on to do it. So let's just be mindful of that, man, for how we spend, how we move, how we do the things that we do. Um, Today is Friday, so I'm going to enjoy my glass of wine. That's what we do on Fridays. And I wish you the best weekend and we know we'll be back next week. Um, I'm working on finalizing the, the episodes for the next couple of two weeks because of being Christmas um, soon and New Year's. But I will promise you I'm not going to leave you. We're going to have our episodes. We're going to have them nice and ready, ready to go. Um, I may even um, I think I have to look at what day is Christmas on. If it's on a Friday, I will make sure the episode is on a Saturday. Um, but I'll make those announcements as we need to. You can follow me on all social media as Toy Tom Blog. So that's T-O-I-T-I-M-E blog. Um, and therefore, you'll see all the announcements that are necessary so we can keep up to date. Yep, Christmas is on Friday the 25th. And so that means New Year's uh, Eve is going to be on Friday. So I will do my due diligence to make sure that I keep an announcement going. I'll try to have an announcement next week about the next two week episodes about where they will fit whether I move them to a Saturday or if I move them to Thursday, I may just move them to Saturday because it may make more sense. But you know, again, we're going to have you right there and not leave you hanging. So have a great weekend. We will talk to each other, see each other. If you come and follow me on social media and um, we'll go from there, but have a great weekend. Make sure you shop small, make sure you keep those memories going and figure out what what's best for you again memories are being made whether you have a lot of money or if you have um, all the money but the best way to create a memory is just to be consistent and do everything in love and make sure moms that you're in these pictures don't let your kids have all these memories and you're not in them get yourselves in these pictures make sure you get hands-on with them you know enjoy the holidays with them don't be so stressed out about making sure that everything looks okay and everything is great that you're not enjoying the holidays too and the holidays is not just on christmas day the holidays is everything that leads up to the holiday to the actual day so enjoy that hot cocoa if you have hot chocolate day on sunday and if you're making gingerbread houses on saturday enjoy them as well because that is national gingerbread gingerbread day we will be doing our gingerbread houses on saturday so have a great weekend i will talk to you soon Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.